Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what's going on? John Harbaugh started his press conference today by telling everyone that there's a massive hole in the sun and that there are 60 Earths spitting out gamma rays and then asked the assembled media if we are all going to turn into the Incredible Hulk. And then he said that would be amazing. I don't know. I just, would that be, would, would the would the Baltimore press corps turning into Bruce Banner be amazing? I don't know. I don't know. What or maybe that? all of us. If all of us were the Incredible Hulk, then really none of us would be incredible at all, right? It would all just be... The same, yeah. I don't know. the Hulk. Yeah, well, I'll just be green. Exactly. <laughs> no, incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For wh- why? Why did that occur? John I, Harbaugh is he normally I, like that? Or is it just? Like, I mean, nothing on like no pressure on him to win a football game really this week, right? So like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's loosey goosey. That's that's uh, that's the uh, that's the way you look into mm. it, right? Uh, yeah. A little bit different approach. I'm not saying that this happened with the media, but a little bit different than, you know, like a Sean McDermott type of, uh, you know, you can Google that if you would like to. But, um, yeah, Alan, um, we're going to get to a lot of questions today. We have to touch on the injury stuff, um, and we'll see where it takes us because we now know that it's not just going to be Lamar Jackson that sits this one out against the Pittsburgh Steelers from that side of things. Speaking of John Harbaugh, there'd be without several starters already rolling out Odell Beckham Jr., Marlon Humphrey, Kevin Zeitler, uh, Zay Flowers is listed as doubtful. 
when do we see unless he's upgraded from doubtful to questionable before the game like when does a doubtful player ever end up playing Kyle Hamilton listed as questionable for this one um so yeah a lot of the names that we brought up as potential ones maybe uh outside of like if Zay Flowers didn't have the injury we expected these would be the lists yeah it's pretty much the guys I expected and there are a couple like Malik Harrison is hurt like he's not a star yeah. he's actually mm-hmm. hurt right I mean there's, there's a couple right. of those as well um but uh our Darius Washington is uh he is on his way back from injury he practiced this week but I mean why are you rushing the guy back from injury to play in this game and he's still on the IR so he's not taking up a roster spot so that kind of feels you know like he's not going to play either even though he's only listed as questionable a lot of guys here I mean I'm just kind of like the wide receivers uh Flowers and Beckham that's two of the three right Rashad Bateman is the other one they've mm-hmm. got some other guys um tylen wallace is questionable too he's you know he's more of a kick returner i guess but uh you know it's it's not exactly a deep uh deep you know, ravens receiving room we actually Nelson Aguilar. if you remember the uh if you remember the um the game here in pittsburgh uh they dropped everything and that was mostly yes. the starters uh mm-hmm. laquan treadwell is the other one so i mean you're not really gonna see a whole lot of passing i think if that's the group they've got now, Isaiah likely can do it. Charlie Kolar is a pretty decent uh, tight end as well. They're two and three there with Mark Andrews out. But I mm-hmm. think this looks to me like a like a Baltimore offense that's going to try to run the ball. Um, missing Kevin Zeitler on the offensive line. Uh, but not Ronnie Stanley. He was maybe the one guy that I think we expected uh, to be yeah. in this list that isn't. Banged up mm-hmm. left tackle. Patrick McCarry has been playing some left tackle, but – it looks like Stanley's going to play there, and I would assume then Mikari, he's kind of there like everywhere back up, right? He he probably goes uh, to right guard for Zeitler. Uh, or maybe Ben Cleveland. They've been Cleveland there, too. I'm not sure which way they'll go. But, uh, yeah. So, Stanley may be a surprise. I don't know. What do you make of this uh, th- this list here? It doesn't seem to me like – I mean, it's it's about what we were expecting, right? I was going to ask with the Stanley one, because it is the only one that we maybe thought, is it just a numbers thing? Because you can only have seven inactives. Like, is he going to technically be active, but not actually play? Like, is that a possibility? Right. Yeah. It's possible there could be more guys that are active that don't play. Uh, That's certainly the case. Uh, But if he was practicing, you know, none of these guys practiced, Mm -hmm. right? Odell didn't practice. Um, uh, Zeitler's been hurt, but, you know, Lamar didn't practice, limited in practice today. Um, You know, so. If he's practicing, I assume it's because he's going to play, and you can't only bench so many guys. You know, there's just so many, so many roster spots, and there's only so many ways you can do it. But so it seems like Stanley, Roquan Smith, um, you know, Patrick Queen, uh, Justin Matabuke, Jadavian Clowney, seems like there are going to be a lot of good players uh, on this Baltimore defense that are going to play in this one. Yeah, their older pass rushers, I think, were two of the ones we had a question about, Jadavian Clowney and Kyle Van Noy, just because of their age and everything like that, as to what they would do with them. But certainly appears on the surface that we're going to see both of those guys. Um, who was the one you brought up? Uh, oh, Malik Harrison, who's kind of like, I guess, kind of a hybrid type linebacker for them. But without him in the mix, maybe that kind of forced their hand to having both those guys active as well. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, the only one that I would say is, is surprising to me is Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't really think this changes a whole lot about the way I, I think about this game. You know, th- these announcements here, it's still going to, it's still a game the Steelers should win, but it, it's not going to be easy. And, you know, the Ravens that are left are still going to be 
very heavily motivated to not let the Steelers in the playoffs. I, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's – and, you know, the other part of that is, you know, you get some guys that maybe don't play every day. Now, a lot of these guys that we've talked about, you know, Ben Cleveland and Patrick McCarry or, uh, you know, if Ronald Darby plays a corner instead of Marlon Humphrey, you know, the, Art Millette, if he's the the safety or the nickelback, yeah, these are these are veteran guys, right? But if you get a couple of younger players, maybe a wide receiver, you know, a guy like Tylen Wallace or a guy like Laquan Treadwell that doesn't get mm. a lot of opportunities to play, and you get one shot, man, like it's not like you're gonna halfway it. Like you're gonna go out there because it's not just about beating the Steelers; it's about trying to make an impact and trying to get yourself noticed to get a better job going forward. And so, I don't think you're gonna see a lot of guys thrown in the towel here. I 100% agree. I think that that's a, typically a thing that like fans will do, but I don't think you're going to see that translate onto the football field. Um, Alan, let's talk about the Steelers side of things then. Sounds like they're going to be getting some guys back, at least Landon Roberts, who said today he's going to play in this one, which, by the way, I mean, I, I, I tweeted, he is a nutcase, and I mean that as the most complimentary thing that I could say about him. Like, what a, I mean, for lack of a better word, dog. That's the word that we throw around with guys like Landon Roberts. Um, absolutely love to have a guy like him on the team. I'm very curious as to how he actually looks, but man, do you have to respect the fact that he's getting back out there for his team in week 18? Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be a hundred percent. I, you know, I, I will see, but, um, and, and there's probably some risk of, of re-injuring it. I don't know. You know, you, if it's, you know, it's, it's hard to say what the injury is, uh, but if it's some kind of strain or something, you know, you would generally be risking re-injury by coming back too quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see. He's tough, man. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't rule that guy out of anything. Um, and so um, I know he was mad that he missed a game. <laughs> like that's that's what his <laughs> yeah. his reaction was to getting injured. Yeah. Uh, and then the other would be Minka Fitzpatrick, who we haven't seen since getting injured in that Colts game. So hasn't Feel been good about Minka playing. Yeah. yeah, he's questionable, but I feel good about Minka playing. As long as there's no setbacks with that knee, uh, he's been running on it. He's been cutting on it. Haven't seen contact, but you know, with the knee, unlike the pack, like the running is is just as important as the contact is. And so, you know, if he's cutting and running, then you know, he's probably able to tackle too. And I, I expect that we'll see Minka Fitzpatrick at maybe not every snap like he normally plays, but I expect we'll see. You know, make of its Patrick play close to a normal role. And Landon Roberts uh, could be limited if he plays, but I, I think he's going to try and, and try to get out there. And that could also be, you know, like the way that Miles Jack has stepped in and played pretty well. Like that could alleviate the need for Landon Roberts to be a guy that plays, you know, 80% plus of the snaps. <laughs> Miles Jack played every snap last game. Pretty incredible yeah. for a guy that was on the couch four or five weeks ago uh yeah so his i mean his performance has been great i think roberts and jack would be like you'd feel good about those two if they had to play next to each other i mean i know they have limitations but compared to what some of the other options are i mean if you got roberts and jack and you got patrick peterson and uh Mickey fitzpatrick at safety i think the steelers defense is like oh, finally like you know like there's yeah. like like it's it's a it's a bit of a relief uh at that point 
And if they can find their way into the playoffs and maybe get a guy that I wanted to bring up because Trenton Thompson the other is the other one listed as questionable, maybe don't feel as confident about his chances of playing in Week 18 because he himself said, if we get into the playoffs, I think I'll be able to come back then. Um, you know, So maybe he would be another reinforcement that you're not looking at for this week, but if they do sneak into the playoffs, then once again you have that third safety option back in the fold. Yeah, and Keanu Neal, you know, Mike Tomlin Keanu so Neal, steadfastly yeah. refused to rule him out for the season. I haven't seen him around very much. Don't have any idea where he is in his recovery, but it's interesting that he refused to rule him out for the season, you know, and, and now here we are week 18, and it doesn't even seem like he's close to playing. So I don't know what the deal is there, but it certainly would be at least plausible that he could come back for a playoff game as well. You know, like, I don't know what he keeps slipping my mind. I just talked about him yesterday, like when we recorded uh, the Steelers show for around the 412 and like he had a rib. It's a rib injury, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe there was more to And he talked. We, I know we keep bringing this up and it's like a mute point because obviously it was a significant enough injury. But talking to the media after the game and like making it seem like he thought he was fine to this point now where he's going to be out, miss the regular rest of the regular season from that point on, because that was the Patrick's game, right? I yeah. Mean, and it's been now. Hey, seven weeks, something like that. Like you would think, even if it was just a broken rib, you would think he'd be pretty close, right? I mean, you would see him running yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, nothing else on the injury radar, right? Like everybody else was either, nobody else has a designation for the game or anything like that. We know Kenny Pickett fully healthy, operating as the backup for this one. Um, Najee Harris, despite not practicing yesterday, is going to be good to go. We knew that was going to be the case anyway. Uh, I think everybody else was on track. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Okay. All right. Um, so we can get into some questions. Again, uh, Alan put this out a couple days ago. We've tried to been – I know this was just yesterday, actually. But, yeah, we got like 30-some responses, so we tried to knock some out yesterday. We're going to continue to do so and see where we are at. I think this is a good one to start with because it's related to this game. Uh, Jimmy D says Baltimore opened up three and a half point dogs at home. Typically home field advantage equates to a three point benefit. Odds makers are essentially telling us resting starters and us playing for a playoff game or our playoff lives is a touchdown spread. I think buying into playing a second team is always a trap mentality. They're still professional football players. I think three point game one way or the other. What are your thoughts, gents? I haven't really done like the full try to work out a preview or a prediction thing, but you know, I, I don't think this is going to be a very high scoring game. So it sounds like close together, you know, usually is the, the way these things go. I would be surprised mm -hmm. if it's much more than a field goal, you know, some kind of three to seven point game, probably. Yeah. it sounds right to me. Sure. And I, I think everything that he said is kind of on the money and what we were talking about before, you know, very complimentary of just like the way the, the Ravens and the Steelers are going to go insert that video of Noah Hiles throwing the record book out the window. Like I'm assuming we will see on Sunday. Uh, yeah, because I don't care that it's the Ravens second team. You still got to take care of business. I still think that they are a threat to win this football game despite that. So I, I, I'm right there. Like I, uh, we're going to make our predictions on tomorrow's show. So I don't want to do that quite yet, but I will say it's certainly within that ballpark that we're talking about. There was a comment yesterday that I talked too much and that you don't talk enough. So I'm going to ask this question to you first okay. and let you right. give a more extensive answer from yeah. uh, our boy T. Walker Coonhound. Um, and I have yeah. a training Walker Coonhound, so a great, uh, great uh, ex name. There's a handles at Big Simpin, which I also think is just <laughs> hilarious, right? Um, who's the team MVP not named T.J. Watt? I think that's a very, 
very mm. interesting question because I'm not sure there's an obvious answer. Ooh, yeah, that is tough. Um, big simpin, man. Really coming with <laughs> uh team He's barking up the right TV. tree. <laughs> um you know crazy crazy enough the two names that come to mind i'm trying to think of one on each side of the football and you might think that i'm nuts for picking one of these defensively and he just got a different award he's only a rookie i'm joey porter jr just because of the state of that room without him um i think if you take him away ooh, i cannot imagine what that cornerback room looks like um and then I, I know that we're talking about maybe not as much of a workload as you'd like to see, but Jalen Warren was providing a pulse for this offense from start to finish, really, that I just don't think was necessarily there the entire time during the Canada tenure even. So I, I, if I were picking one from each side not named TJ Watt, I, I think those are my guys. I think I'd say Patrick Peterson. I think just because of the way that he really his play stepped up when the team needed him, he played multiple positions. He's been a key communicator. He's been a good mentor for young players. We talked about him a lot yesterday, and I think it has to be on the defensive side of the ball. The offense has been that's what I'm saying. Like I was drugged to mediocre success. There's no. If you had to pick one on offense, who is it? I mean, George does have over a thousand yards. On what fifty? He does, and you know what? I wrote yesterday uh, that George uh, put on Instagram. Um, oh yeah, yeah. the, the P R W O bowl, and then, uh, but like I was like, my first reaction was like, "What's George talking about?" And then I looked at the stats. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, he was fifth. Like very easily could have been." Yeah, he might get. He'll probably go as an alternate. I would think. Could, could, you know. Uh, interestingly enough, below 10th in fan voting, despite being fifth in yards in the AFC. They mm. only ranked the top 10 in fan voting, and he wasn't even 10th. That's that's very was- interesting. For a huge team with a big fan base, well, yeah. I think that tells you what kind of season George Pickens has had, right? Where, like, yeah, the numbers are there, but maybe there isn't necessarily the same amount of enthusiasm from his fan base that there would be under normal circumstances. Yeah. And even like the outside perspective, they're like, you know, the outside talk about him is that he can't separate. All he does is make like circus catches every once in a while. Like, you know, that's yeah, the PFF crowd doesn't him. really like him very much. Right. So you have that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Austin, Austin. No, 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 no trouble for uh, Austin Cooper though. He's, he's in Amari uh, Mar- Cooper. He's, he's, a, he's in yeah, no, did, do you not like, can we go on a tangent here? Do you know that why that there's this Browns? I don't. I don't want to call it bias. That's a, the wrong word. Um, why the Browns fans so like are so into PFF and and maybe vice versa, and and it goes beyond that too. Like Cleveland is like the epicenter of of like the draft Nick and advanced stats like community of the NFL. Because one bred from the other, and because the Browns were so bad for so long that, like, when the internet happened and people started getting really into the draft and, like, found these communities on the internet of other people that were really in the draft, like, half of them were from Cleveland because all the rest of the teams, 
didn't care so much about the draft because they weren't picking first every freaking year. So the Browns being awful for like a two decades straight is like this weird, like that's why when you tweet about the Browns, they're all like, yes, but he has a 43.5% pass rush win rate. Therefore he's spectacular. It's like you have a whole fan base. That's just like, I think pirates fans, if they ever got good, it would be very similar. Like it's a, it's a very similar vibe when like, you have like a fan base that's been beaten down for so much. And then they just like fall in love with their prospects and finding ways to justify how they're actually good. It's uh, it's interesting, interesting dynamic, but yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper pro bowler, George Pickens, not same division. You said, if, you said if the pirates ever get good, I hope that we do see that day again. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, I thought this one was interesting because we've talked a little bit about him. Fellow rookie did not win rookie of the year for the team, but Nick Herbig, who made a huge play on Sunday, Terrell wants to know how we think he can get more involved with the defense. That's tough because you would have thought like the opportunity, if they were going to do it, to have him on the field more with the three outside linebacker stuff that we talked about would have been presented when we saw Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander go down. And then even Landon Roberts got hurt. Like we've seen inside linebackers drop plenty this year for the opportunity to present itself for him to get more snaps there. But very clearly they just want him as part of this rotation behind TJ and Alex. And, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about the way that they they've brought along this rookie class. I think you're saying seeing it pay dividends when they're on the field, the way that they're producing, he's been a contributor in special teams as well. So I, I don't know. I just don't think it's this year clearly. Like I think that he's just played his role to perfection in terms of this year. I'm, I'm more curious as to what next year looks like. Yeah, I think that's a better part of the question, right? What happens next year with Nick Hurley? Yeah. How do they find a way to continue his development by getting him more involved? And I think that three outside linebacker thing is certainly a way. You know, that's what they did in Alex Highsmith's rookie year to get him involved. Remember when it was him and mm -hmm. TJ and Bud Dupree? We saw a lot of that three outside linebacker look. Now, the, you know, some of the difference is, is that Herbie is a lot smaller guy than Highsmith. And, you know, this um, – you know, fourth round pick instead of a second round pick. So maybe not a guy that you are necessarily like looking to upset the apple cart in terms of your preferred order of operations just to get him in the game the way that they were with Highsmith. But I think next year, you know, he's shown enough that they almost have to be. They almost have to find a way to develop a plan coming into next season to get more of Nick Herbig. I think more three outside linebacker. I think they should teach him inside linebacker. I'm not saying I think he should be an inside linebacker, but I think he should learn it. I think it would help him. I think it would help the team do different stuff and disguise things. And I don't really see any downside. Like he seems like a very advanced learner. I think he should learn inside linebacker this off season. If for nothing else than to give, you know, they do this. We're talking a lot of baseball here, but you know, like you do this with prospects, right? They get up to AAA, then they're blocked. Then you teach them another position, right? Because maybe that's the uh, that's the opportunity for them to to move forward. Um, and so I don't really see any downside to Nick Herbie spending a lot of time an inside linebacker during OTAs this year. You uh, you were calling for a little bit there, the Marvin Leal, the the relief pitcher. Does that make Nick Herbig, if we want to stick here, utility man? man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Little J. Uh, Josh Harrison. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Look, yeah. look at this. <laughs> you guys wonder why we have a, a podcast together. That's exactly why right there. That's right. 
Um, Tyler Lovejoy, who actually asked us three questions. We answered one of them yesterday and ended up answering his second one by our answer for the first one with the Larry O stuff as a potential surprise cut if there was going to be one. But the other part of this was what should the Steelers do about fixing safety and corner spots? Because one could be fixed by the other, right? Like if you're talking about P2 being a permanent solution, some one of the two safety spots, him and Minka being the guys next season there or whatever they decide to do, then that obviously leaves you with a potential hole at like nickel corner or something like that. But like, you know, how do you think that that plays out for 2025 or 2024, 2025? I think you draft another outside corner and you do it high. I mean, I think that's the answer, right? I mean, I think if if there'll be an outside corner in the first three picks. Cooper DeGene from Iowa just declared today. Yeah. Should we do the Steeler? Uh, yeah. I think. Hey, um, get, a, get a return man out of it maybe as well, too. I, I would uh, sign up for that in a heartbeat with their first round pick. Um, there's, there's a bunch of them. And we're going to talk a ton about the draft here. Actually, already starting to get like some draft coverage plans going, and I'm getting excited for it. Mm. Uh, so. But yeah, because yeah, I mean, uh, tomorrow's the day, right? For like non seniors, about with the senior bowl yeah, now, because non seniors can, yeah. yeah, it's coming up, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're we're uh, we're excited about that process. But yeah, I, I think you're going to draft a corner early, uh, an outside corner. You know, maybe you would get a, a guy that could do inside. I think the gene maybe could play inside too. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, uh. I, I, I think that's got to be the way you go. I, I don't see any other way working. Um, Levi Wallace is a free agent. You let him go. You hope to fill that spot with some combination of Corey Trice and Darius Rush. You, you hope that one of those guys can provide depth for you. You know that mm-hmm. if you need to, you can bring Patrick Peterson back from safety if, if, if you get into a pinch. But I, I think that's the way to go. And the other thing is, too, like, corner for sure is obviously the more valuable one that's where i would invest a draft pick as well as opposed to safety but like even looking at the free agent market bringing that into the conversation too ton of safeties in the free agent market i cannot say the same about the cornerback yeah and i think like keanu neal I, wouldn't really surprise me if they cut him you know, one one year of a two-year deal demonte kz i'm not sure what their thoughts mm-hmm. are you know he had a kind of a weird up and down season um but they can they can make some space if they want to bring in another veteran there but I, I th- I'd be trying to bring Terrell Edmonds back personally. But uh, you know, or, I, like, I, how impressed in the limited time were they with Trenton Thompson? Like enough to give yeah, him a spot maybe enough for... to play him. You know, I think he did. Yeah. He did pretty. He, I think he did well enough to keep a roster spot. You know, um, so I, I think I think there's some depth there. I think outside corner and and it's funny because you know two years ago it was quarterback. This year it was tackle or corner and it seems like this year it's going to be tackle corner maybe quarterback maybe center i guess center is the new position mm. but it seems like it's a lot of the same stuff over again here for the steelers in the draft process i'll, I'll read another one here just because i i like uh, uh flipping this around the other way um steelers and cheerleaders anything to invoke division between blue and white color folk. I don't know about that second part, but should the Steelers have cheerleaders? My daughter asked me this question in the car the other day. Why don't the Steelers have cheerleaders? And the best answer I could give her was that they used to back in the sixties. And then they stopped for, I don't know why. And then they got good without them. And it was like this (laughs) weird, like superstition tradition thing. Should the Steelers have cheerleaders though? You know what? Like I'm, Hmm. I'm a tradition. Like I, I like the fact that they only have the logo on one side of the helmet. 
I, I just I don't know anything else. So I am completely fine with the. I think it'd be weird if they all of a sudden did. Like if they had them the entire time, I obviously wouldn't think anything of it. But the fact that they haven't, I don't think you can just suddenly implement them and just carry along. I think it'd be very noticeable. And I don't know. I don't I don't think that I'm for it. I'll say this, you know, when I I love Pittsburgh, I've lived, mm -hmm. in, you know, around the city my entire life, born and raised here. When I think of Pittsburgh, I do not associate Pittsburgh with scantily clad, beautiful people. Like that is just not who we are. Like it doesn't fit. We should not have cheerleaders. If we did have cheerleaders, it should be like 240 pound guys with beards. Like that's, that's who we should have. We should just have like a, 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 a bro cheer squad of just like guys that like, you basically IPAs just described me. Retrievers, right. Like, yeah, like that, like that's like that. I don't know. I just, we are not a, we are not a beautiful people here in Pittsburgh. I think we can admit that. Like, I don't mm. think we need to pretend that it's not the case. Let's just lean on the things we're good at. We're tough. We are, we, you know, we're unbothered. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're good in all conditions. I don't, I don't really think cheerleading represents, you know, what, what, what we do as a city. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Me. Nick Faribault of Steelers now and Donnie football will put together. The there Steelers you go. Male cheerleading group. I, I like it. I think it's great. You know what I think we should, <laughs> I, I, here's what I think the Steelers need that they don't have. How about, let me answer okay. this question in a different way. You know, we were um, there. They've, they've been doing on the, uh, so if you don't go to games, you don't see this, but on the Jumbotron, right before the intro, this year, uh, for the first time, as far as I can recall, ever, they've been playing the uh, the, the Steelers polka, the 70s fight oh, song. Yeah, I didn't game. know what it was. And they're also, like, putting old videos up of, you know, like the crowd and, and the fans and the plays mm -hmm. from the 1970s. And um, in there, there's, like, a one-second clip of a guy in a gorilla suit, which was uh gorillas gorillas was the like fan club of roy gorilla who was the steelers kicker uh back in the 1970s and i think we need to bring back like we everybody on twitter is already like self-sorted into like oh i'm a kenny pickett fan i'm a mason rudolph fan i'm a george pickens fan i hate george pickens we need the like where's the where's the the where's the like the, the Kenny's Jersey fist pumpers, right? Like we need, like, where's, where's our like fan player fan group. We should bring it back. Like I want, I want that. I want Franco's Italian army for a new mm. generation of players. Like that's missing. And that's part of the Steelers history. And I think it would be fun and different and cool that nobody else really does. Yeah. I'm like trying to think of ones that could apply right now. Like, creative names with players on the team too obviously the player has to be very good for yeah. it to work i mean everybody calls george pickens an alien right so we can get like guys in like oh, yeah. 14 jerseys to dress up like little green men and like come on like we can do this i know we can do this we have the creativity everybody like i said everybody's already like got their dude that they'll like go cape for on yeah. social media anyway just make it official mm -hmm. I, I think we need it
Yeah, the Polka thing, I'm glad you brought that up because I, that hasn't come up this year. But I was t- I was so thrown off when that started playing. And I was like, what is like, so the person that I buy my season tickets off of still has two of the four seats. And she's a 65-year-old woman, like fully knew what this was. And I was like, what is happening right now? You did not know by- what the Steelers Polka was? No. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. Yep. And I might get a lot of heat for that, but I'm I will admit that I had no clue what it was when it first played. Unbelievable. And now I can just sit there and sing along with it. Because We're from of the town season. with a great football team. <laughs> I mean it's well, the lyrics are not difficult. The guy singing yeah. doesn't even speak English. So like you can't really get it wrong. Uh oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Jimmy Pole is like a you know Polish uh you know uh, accordion player you know a polka singer from the from the steelers uh, from pittsburgh in the the 1970s who originally recorded that song that's that's crazy that there that i never even would have considered that there were people that didn't know uh the steelers polka or that that was the team's fight song in the 1970s uh i have appreciated that they've they've gone a little retro with some of the touches that brought the kind of um horn uh back that that you know the 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 here we go steelers here we go kind of chant yeah. uh mm-hmm. horn that they used to play at the river stadium that brought that back this year i like it man that those those are a long time ago we've got to we've got to connect that to a new generation of fans well yeah and blame my dad for me not knowing what that was what prior the to heck that. we're gonna yeah. have to have a conversation we're gonna have to have a conversation <laughs> uh still got a lot of good questions in the bag here uh, as we proceed forward so we will get serious if we haven't answered it yet but keep them coming in the comments as well alan tell the people where they can find you at a saunders underscore pgh on twitter pgh steelers now steelers now.com keep the questions coming leave the comments here on youtube we'd love it we get comments on youtube even if they just say that everybody hates me which is fine i'm totally okay with that and uh yeah i try to get some some more air some more facetime here today so hopefully i i uh if if you ask for something in the comments and we can make it happen we'll make it happen okay yeah my throat's a little sore from all this talk and i don't know if we can do this again um yeah like subscribe hit that notification bell here hit us in the comments leave us a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else apple spotify wherever you get your podcast from we are there uh for zachary smith pgh for alan saunders thanks for jumping in and take another ride on the steelers afternoon drive we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. 
to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.